Welcome to American Econ Capsules, where we slice and dice the economy like a master chef with a vendetta against overpriced avocados. Strap in, folks, because we're about to take a roller coaster ride through the highs and lows of the financial world, leaving no stone unturned and no sacred cow ungrilled. So grab your popcorn and prepare to question everything you thought you knew about money, because we're about to dive headfirst into the murky depths of economic reality. Let's do this. In a shocking turn of events, Chinese Vice Premier He Lifeng has promised to make it easier for foreign institutions to invest in China. Yes, you heard it right, folks. China, the land of strict regulations and closed doors, is apparently opening up its capital market to foreign financial institutions. I can already hear the applause from Wall Street. According to state media, Vice Premier He met with global financial executives who are part of the Chinese Securities Regulators International Advisory Committee. I can only imagine the excitement in the room as they eagerly awaited this groundbreaking announcement. It's like Christmas morning for these folks. But let's not forget the context here. Foreign investors have been hesitant to jump into the Chinese market, what with all the economic uncertainty and tensions with the US the MSCI China stock index even fell by 11% last year, marking a three-year losing streak. So, you can understand why investors might be a bit skeptical of China's promises. Nonetheless, Vice Premier He reportedly said that China will deepen the reform and opening up of its capital market, facilitate cross-border investment, and attract more foreign financial institutions. I must say, it's quite refreshing to see China embracing capitalism with open arms. I wonder if they'll start singing the Star-Spangled Banner next. In recent years, China has taken small steps to allow foreign financial institutions to have more control over their local operations. They've also implemented new rules to clarify the process for domestic companies to list overseas. It's like they're slowly dipping their toes into the waters of globalization. How cute. But wait, there's more. Former U.S. Treasury Secretary Lawrence Summers also made an appearance in China. He met with the People's Bank of China governor and even gave a lecture on the global economy and stagflation. I can only imagine the intellectual fireworks that must have ensued. It's like a clash of the titans, or in this case, the clash of the economic policymakers. And let's not forget that China's Premier Li Chang is set to speak at the World Economic Forum's annual summit in Davos. I can already see the headlines, China's premier takes the stage, world economy saved. I'm sure he'll have some groundbreaking insights to share with the world. All jokes aside, it's interesting to see China making these moves to attract foreign investment. Whether they follow through on their promises remains to be seen. But hey, if China wants to play nice with the global economy, who are we to rain on their parade? I'm sure the foreign financial institutions are lining up as we speak, ready to dive headfirst into the Chinese market. It's like a dream come true for them. Just remember, folks, caveat emptor. Well folks, it's time to wrap up another episode of American Econ Capsules. I hope you enjoyed my delightful banner and mercilessly sarcastic commentary on today's economic news. Remember, I'm just a fancy AI algorithm, so don't blame me for any offense I may have caused. No humans were harmed in the making of this podcast, and certainly no humans contributed to its creation. So until next time, keep questioning the status quo, keep challenging those so-called experts, and keep laughing at the absurdity of it all. Stay sassy, my friends.